wants to begin in a, a, a chapter and a couple of verses that are not on there, they're on my list here, but I did the handout before I got finished with uh, what I was doing. So you can write in Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, and I want to look at uh, uh, verses 1 and 4 to begin tonight. As we look at, are we to be happy or sad? Does God want us happy or does God want us sad? <clears throat> well, it kind of depends on what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right. And uh, chapter number 3 of Ecclesiastes says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And then now in verse number 4 it says, There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. You know, there's time to be happy, isn't there? God wants happy sometimes. God is pleased when His people respond to His goodness by being joyful and glad of heart. And we, we ought to uh, exude joyfulness because of what God has done for us. Fact right. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 10 uh, says in all, uh, that uh, the folks there were glad and merry in heart for the goodness that the Lord had showed unto David and to Solomon and to Israel, His people. What a blessing. Amen. Now God has so designed us that a happy heart promotes good health. Yes. You, you're, you're a lot healthier whenever you uh, are happy. Uh, sadness will depress you and it will cause you to have physical problems. Uh, Proverbs 15, verse number 13 says, A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. Uh, and Proverbs 15, verse number 15 says, All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of merry heart hath a continual feast. Uh, and in Proverbs 17, verse 22, Merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Uh, so God's designed us that happiness promotes good health in our lives. Number three, God expects His people to be glad when he does great things for them. I'll let you turn to Psalm 126. Take a look at Psalm 126. And uh, we'll, we'll read these few verses. There's just three verses there. And uh, verses 1 through 3. It says there, it says, when, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream." Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. And then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. You think about it, as they came out of captivity, being in captivity 70 years, yeah. uh, there was a lot to be happy about, wasn't there? Yeah. A lot to be happy about. And... Uh, the Lord did great things for them. He, he, he was with them through that time. Fourth thing here, we see that people who walk in the Lord's ways are happy. Uh, they're described as blessed, and that's a term that means happy. In fact, in the Old Testament, it means, means oh, how very happy. When, when you see uh, Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2, blessed is the man, it's oh, how very happy is the man. I mean, that's like literally what it means. Uh, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And of course, Psalm 2, in the latter part of uh, uh, verse 12, says, Blessed are all they 
that put their trust in Him. You know, when we trust the Lord, He gives us reason to, to, to be happy and because of how He takes care of us. Psalm 32, verse number 1 says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. May we never forget that as believers. Those of us that know the Lord in our lives, we need to understand the great thing that the Lord has done for us by wiping out our transgressions and forgiving us of our sin and having our sin covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 84 verse 12 says, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in Thee. Proverbs 8 verse 32 says, that Blessed are they that keep My ways. That's what the, uh, the Lord says. For blessed are they that keep My ways. Uh, Proverbs 8 34, Blessed is the man that heareth Me, the Lord says, watching daily at My gates, waiting at the post of My doors. Uh, may we with anticipation listen for uh, the Lord as He speaks to our heart. Look at uh, Matthew chapter number 5. Familiar with Matthew 5. <clears throat> this is where the Lord Jesus Christ is preaching the Sermon on the Mount. And He talks about those that are blessed. Uh, again, blessed means happy. And uh, Matthew 5 verse number 3. Uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Uh, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, uh, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, he says, and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And so, you know, we need to realize that there's blessing even in trials sometimes. Amen? Um, in fact, uh, you know, sometimes God wants us sad. God, God has so designed us that we will grow spiritually um, through sorrow and mourning more than we will through happiness. Look, look back at uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number 7. Ecclesiastes chapter number 7. And I want us to note... Uh, Verses 2 through 4 here. Ecclesiastes 7 and verse number 2 says, It is better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting. Now we, we think about that. Well, that sounds odd, doesn't it? Here's the reason for it. He says, For that is the end of all men. And the living will lay it to his heart. In other words, we need to think about our time's limited on this earth. And it's better for us to be thinking about uh, we're going to be standing before God one day. Look at verse 3. Sorrow is better than laughter. For by the sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is, is in the house of mourning. But the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. Uh, in other words, God, God can use uh, the, the the sad times in our lives. God has designed us to 
so that we'll grow spiritually through sorrow and mourning more than we will through happiness. Uh, the, the right kind of sadness can, uh, now can produce happiness later. You know, if, if uh, we read a while ago in Matthew 5, verse 4, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Okay, the mourning has to come first before you're going to be comforted. Mm-hmm. Thank God we have a comforter, the right. Holy Spirit. Right. We, we have a, a, a loving comforter, and of course we, God, our God is the God of all comfort. And so uh, we are blessed that when we, are, when we mourn, we do have that comfort. And I remember when both my, my dad died 26 years ago and my mom died uh, six years ago, that uh, you know, the Lord was a great comfort during those times. The great comfort was that both my parents knew the Lord, no one will see him again, yeah. and that, that brought joy Amen. to my heart uh, in, in the midst of the, a very sad time for our family. Yeah. Luke chapter number 6 and verse 21 says, Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. You know, there's, there's going to come a time when God's going to turn things around for us. Amen. Mm-hmm. Look at James chapter number 4. James chapter number 4. And I want you to turn to this one. I don't think I put all of the uh, verses on there um, that I, we're going to look at. We're going to look at uh, verses 6 through 10, and I think on the handout I only put one verse there. Verse 9, I think, is what I put on yours. But um, I, I want us to take a look at James chapter 4 and begin by looking at uh, verse number 6. He says, talking about God, but He giveth more grace. Wherefore, He saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. He says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. And then notice this, Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. And in the, in the context of that right there, he says, Be afflicted and mourn. I mean, that mourning over our sin is a proper attitude to have be afflicted and mourn and weep let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness and you all not be joyful about when you're living in sin verse 10 humble yourselves in the sight of the lord and he shall lift you up and so uh, understand verse 9 in the context there of verses 6 through 10 so the right kind of sadness now can produce happiness later then uh, a third thing Having a serious demeanor is a qualification for church leadership. You don't have to be, uh, you know, uh, somber all the time, but the, the Lord wants us to have a serious nature to us. Those of us that are in ministry uh, talks about being sober and of good behavior there in 1 Timothy 3.2. It talks about being sober and temperate in Titus chapter 1 and verse number 8. It uh, behooves a man of God to, to uh, understand uh, that... Uh, uh, frivolity in a pulpit is not, uh, not a great thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen some, some guys that uh, were, were clowns when they were in the pulpit. Right. Uh, and to me, it demeans the Word of God. You know? mm-hmm. I, I have no problem uh, loving a good joke, but I don't think that, that the... Uh, the uh, pulpit is a place to joke. Y'all know that I don't tell. Y'all know I don't tell jokes uh, in the pulpit. I just don't think it's the place to do it. And um, uh, God wants us to be uh, serious about uh, the things that we're dealing with. And 
so we see also number four there Christians have been called not only to believe in Christ but also to suffer for him uh, Philippians 1 29 says for unto you it is given uh, in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer for his sake um, now happiness usually refers to the good feelings we all have when things are going well and it's a valid emotion and it's generally experienced by every person who trusts in the Lord according to Proverbs 10 I mean Proverbs 16 verse 20 the latter part of that says whoso trusteth in the Lord happy is he if your trust is in the Lord there's a reason to be happy amen and then Psalm 144 the latter part of verse 15 says happy is that people whose God is the Lord so uh, you know we can we can ex experience that happiness if uh, we our trust is in the Lord and we made uh, the God our Lord and he's directing our lives but sometimes we can become spiritually superficial when everything's just going well when, when that happens sorrow and mourning may be better for us and that's uh, we read that in Ecclesiastes 7 a while ago it's better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of, of feasting uh, for the that is the end of all men and the living will lay it to his heart sorrow is better than laughter for by sadness of the countenance the heart is made better hmm. um, now the, uh, the the sorrow and pain uh, can lead to joy which is an emotion so deep that it stays with us even through uh, tears of grief or, or pain the joy is different than happiness okay? um, you can have joy even in the midst of uh, great hardship. Uh, joy, joy comes from the Lord. Um, unpleasant or, or somber experiences often mature us and, and, and develop our character and make us good witnesses and effective leaders. Uh, a willingness to, to grieve in behalf of others who are caught in sin is not only a mark of mature love but also of Christ-likeness. Listen to 2 Corinthians 2 verse 4. For out of much, Paul wrote, for out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote unto you with many tears, not that ye should be grieved, but that ye might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. His, you know, his love for those that he wrote uh, was shown through the tears that he shed on their behalf. God finds pleasure in giving us reason to be happy. But since he is concerned with our eternal welfare, he desires for us, uh, he, he desires to see us in the proper sorrow for sin that is necessary for lasting peace and happiness both for ourselves and others. Uh, the Lord wants us to, to get serious about uh, what we're going through. Amen? And uh, if we if we have in our life we've been uh, uh, have unconfessed sin, that's nothing to be joyful about, nothing to be happy about, and uh, we must have sorrow over that sin and look to the Lord for forgiveness. So we must moderate our desire for the things that promote our happiness, and with realization that being all God wants us to be is more important than being happy. Yeah. Be, be what the Lord wants you to be. We must also view trials and troubles. Many of us that are in here, we faced a lot of trials and troubles in this past year. It's not been an easy year. And uh, 
uh, we, uh, as th those trials and troubles that we go through are temporary and they're designed for our eternal good. And so we must never allow these things that, that bring us joy to make us complacent or self-sufficient. When you have joy, make sure your joy's in the Lord. Amen. And, uh, and be, be, uh, be submissive to Him even in the midst of what's going on in your life. Amen. Well, that's our study for tonight. Uh, we're going to pray for the needs that are on our list. And then we're going we're gonna to be dismissed with this prayer, okay?